Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rough Cuts. We have an, a different take on this one. Uh, you normally come to us for fun comedy stuff, and especially a lot of bad movies. Don't worry, this movie's bad, but also we're not going to be doing a lot of comedy about it, because it ends up in some places where I don't feel that we would be comfortable making jokes about it. Uh, and with that in mind, I am also going to put a content warning here about uh, abuse, specifically domestic emotional abuse. So with that in mind, we are going to be discussing be it. <laughs> Bitch, but with an explanation. Apparently they can't market the bad word. Be. And that's about the last joke you'll probably hear this podcast. Mm. Welcome to Rough Cuts. Dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. Can we go in this century, please? <laughs> Honey, we thought you'd be home. I postponed dinner as long as I could. There's a dog watching me. Mom? Is Jill with you? No, why? She's gone. Can you help me? We found Mom. Where is she? Oh, thank God. <laughs> Mom is being a... Someone tell me what is going on right now. We have to show you. Jill? Why isn't she answering? It's kind of hard to explain. Is there a medical term for this condition? Behaving like a dog. So, I I like the style of movies. You were saying that this is a movie for Jay on Red Letter Media. Where... Yeah, this is very much a you and very much a Jay movie. It's a moody, tense, very dark movie. A feel-bad <laughs> movie. With some weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I would like to expand on that and say, this movie fucking sucked! <laughs> so, it's in that style, but it doesn't yeah. land on any level that it needs to. Yeah, um, so, uh, Beach, uh, is a film that covers some very, very heavy topics. Mm -hmm. uh, and we don't usually watch movies like this because guess what dog movies don't usually fit that realm they're also enough. not generally they also were generally a comedy podcast for the most part right? <laughs> ha, 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 ha. did you see the like way this... that he emotionally abused her like this is this is less ha 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 and more god oh shit like so this movie is listed as a dark comedy and it's not like there's some comedy moments, sure, but it's just the, dark drama. Yeah, <laughs> really. The Rotten Tomatoes page even says that it is just comedy. 
It doesn't even say dark comedy. That's straight up false advertising. It's a fucking lie. It's just straight up wrong. I feel like the best that you could hope for for this movie for characterization is like a dramedy. Like a dramedy. Kind of. Kind of. the, The comedy is literally, what, five or six joke moments? It's very few, and it's usually like... Like, in a dark comedy, the comedy is there to uh, first set up the dark shit and then just punch you in the gut and be like, I wasn't yes. expecting to laugh. What the fuck? Like, it's it's supposed to be that roller coaster of up and down to, so that yes. you're not always down. Or the other, yeah, or the other way around, which is, yeah. I was talking to you before, I was like, well, have you watched, like, The Wolf of Wall Street? Because, like, they, how they fail in this movie um, in a specific way, like... I always think of a really good example in Wolf of Wall Street, which is a pretty decent movie, a pretty good movie, um, Mm -hmm. is when there's a really funny scene. And it it is funny. Like, it's portrayed. It's a really good dichotomy. So what it is is it's he is taking a Quaalude, which is Mm -hmm. a drug that has, like, a little bit of a delay on it. And he then gets a call from like his lawyer about your phones are tapped by the FBI and he panics and needs to go home and get people off the phone to, so they're not going to like sell him out kind of thing by accident. Yeah. Yeah. And at that moment, as he's talking to his lawyer, he's like, so and it's like, are you okay? And then it's like him dragging himself out of this country club. And it's, fucking hilarious because it's like really good slapstick comedy of him like he goes to the stairs and it's like four stairs and he's like dragging himself like on all fours and like drooling and it's done but it's done in a very slapstick way and then like he looks down the stairs and there's like a thousand stairs and it's like him falling down the stairs and then going home and then he's like having this whole slapstick like slap fight with Jonah Hill trying to get the uh phone from him and then five seconds after that it shows his daughter in the doorway watching this and it in exactly right it goes like boom you get hit by a fucking truck of like oh this was kind of funny because of how absurd and slapstick it is and stuff and how much they sell it as like a joke and then immediately the filmmaking turns on the dime and goes no this is this, this isn't is like, funny. This dude is a fucking yeah. problem. And like you, and then you it immediately weirdo. has the cops come to his house and he's like, somehow, like I drove really, really careful. I drove so slow and I made it home safe, not a scratch. And then the cops come and it shows his car and it's fucking totaled in his driveway. And he was yeah. like smashing everything the whole way and he just didn't even realize it. And so like it it does this up and down of like, ah ha 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 ha. No, it's not funny. Like, and it but this movie doesn't have the depth or the deafness to do any of that. Because the jokes aren't funny, and then the drama, like, the the stuff that's bad is just, like, it's so bad and too real. It's uh, never yes. absurdist so enough. The, the problem with the funny moments, like, because there, there yeah. is some legitimately funny moments. One or two, yeah. There's but, one or two that but are But the problem is... Bad. The the unsettling background of the film never escapes your mind to give yourself yes. the opportunity to really think like, oh, that was funny. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, I, I mean, I see, but 
there's this shit going on, you see? <laughs> like, I can't, yeah. I can't, like, mm-hmm. go of that. Yes. It's, 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 it's trying it's to just, have it to it never, it never, it's it. trying to do both. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, at the same time is the problem. It's yeah. not doing the, the shock of switching between those modes in a way. It just, yeah. it doesn't have that. It, it'll do a joke in the middle of some really dark, heavy shit mm-hmm. and immediately be still going on about the dark, heavy shit. And it'll just do like a one-liner joke in it. And it's like, not the time movie. But it, it comes <laughs> like, out as like the character being sarcastic about what's yeah, happening instead yeah. of being a legitimately good joke or whatever. Yes. Right? Like yeah. it's rough. It's rough. But this is a really difficult I mean, we haven't even talked about the topic. It's a really difficult topic. And when mm-hmm. you when you're taking something like this, uh, and you're you're trying to make it palatable to an audience. Yeah. So watch. Like that's hard. That is a hard yes. job. Yeah. And and I, I don't blame them um the director for necessarily failing that. But I do feel like there was some writing issues. Yeah. Um, and say... by the way, the um the the director is uh, Mariana um, Polka Polka, yeah, who is also the writer, yes, uh, and who is also Jill, and also the star, yes, the star. Our and... our main character Jill, mm-hmm. who's the wife of a, a dickhead named Bill, yeah. uh, <laughs> which is absolute piece of shit. Yeah. Um. And and the whole story. Essentially, I'm going to try and narrow it down a little bit, but it's about her being in this relationship with him, having kids, and then falling into the full-time job of just being married to this guy. She doesn't have a mm-hmm. life beyond what, like, she can't do anything on her own. No. She's she's trapped in this family that she Extremely. wants, that she doesn't want anything to do with. She She can't pursue her own dreams, her own life. And she just, even to the point where, even to the point where at one moment in early start of the film, um, she goes like, please, like, I really need, I've always wanted to be a painter and I've been trying to get materials and time to do it. And I've asked you again and again. And then he's like, oh, well, you know, maybe sometime later, like, go, you got to take the kids to school kind of thing. Like, you just, like, they just brush her out. Like, she can't even do a single painting. It's her, her last reach out for i need something Mm -hmm. i need something and she's denied yeah and man there's yeah the the it's interesting because um the dog in this movie is supposedly like a dog that she sees out her window that's barking and constantly staring at her which i think is more metaphorical yes than a real dog and yeah. and the barking that you hear constantly through the film, some of which is obviously Jill barking because mm-hmm. she she snaps and becomes essentially a feral dog in yeah. her mind, uh, and and literally, like mm-hmm. yeah, like but that constant barking is like the barking of I got I gotta get out. I gotta leave. I gotta get out of this situation. I cannot do this. I can't do mm-hmm. this every day, right? That's a hard topic. <laughs> How do you talk about that? Right? Like, that's what I, I was trying to get at. Like they're they're doing some things to to make that unnerving, unsettling feeling come across. Yep. And it does. The movie is very unsettling 
at times. But it like, tries it even, not to be. That's the problem. And, and then it, it tries not to be. That's yes. the issue. Yeah, it, it should have committed to it and just not done comedy. Correct. Yeah. It, yeah. The problem is, for me, is that it it does things that are... So, for it to work as a comedy, I think it can go darker than it does and still be funny and still be a comedy. But the problem is that then it needs, like, some kind of absurdity to it and stuff like that. Like, it needs yeah. to be... It needs to go further in ways, and it doesn't. And then the other side of it, it fails because it tries to show how abusive and everything all this is and, like, talk about that serious topic, but it's undercut by this need to be kind of funny and stuff, and, like, it just I, doesn't... I think it's... I think the funny enough. parts were put in there to try and appeal to an audience to watch it. That's my thought. Maybe, but, like... I, I have the biggest thing is the ending. It, it ends yeah. up in a spot like where it it neither deserves nor earns it, right? <laughs> and it, right. The it, the characters don't earn and deserve it. The writing that the story doesn't like it. Just top to bottom, uh, it it goes to places where it's like that. So do we want to do we want to give like a spoiler warning or anything or just like hey if you want to watch this. Uh, God, no, I don't think you should watch this. I, think this I don't think you should. Sucks. I think this okay. movie is garbage. I think this, like, I I have a very strong dislike of this film, personally. I had, yeah. well, I guess that my thing is, so you don't watch, like, a lot of really dark, hard-to-watch um, sometimes. sort of stuff. I, I don't go out of my way to watch it, but if somebody recommends it or something, I'll be like, yeah, I'll watch that. Sure. But, like, I... I feel like that's something that I do go out of my way to watch, and I like those kinds of movies. Mm -hmm. And this movie is a, a failure on all levels for that kind of writing and that kind of movie and the way that, and the reasons why I would watch it and why I like those films. I like movies that are hard to handle and hard to watch um, mm -hmm. because they deal with really serious, interesting topics in a very introspective way a lot of the time. And the problem with this movie is that it is trying to moralize, but then it loses it. It loses its own thread. So, like, the it idea does, yeah. is that she's so emotionally abused that she retreats into a dog. To the point that, like, the beginning of the film, the opening of this film, is her hanging herself. Again, content warnings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. The, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'd hope that, like, yeah, we start out with that and it's like it, it's extreme emotional abuse we're gonna we're gonna talk about it yeah. um but like it, it's and everyone in her family ignoring it to the it's not actually even acknowledged thought was really until like 40 50 minutes into the film yes which i actually thought was a really good way yeah. to drive it home and that was really good it's just the place that it ends up that sucks like the beginning of it the setup mm -hmm. and the premise of it is decent and I like the actors. I like the cinematography. Um, it's just that it it doesn't end in a way that's at all satisfying for what it sets up. Because, like, the amount of extreme emotional abuse that this woman has to endure to first start out hanging herself and then, like, end up as a dog. And when we say that, like, she's covered in feces. She's screaming. Like, she's... She's barking and Naked and... Yeah like screaming and barking in her basement she is uh not a human being anymore in mm -hmm. any real way like in a lot of things like it's extreme and 
they do a redemptive arc for the husband that put her into this for with like almost no real justification at all and it yeah there doesn't need to be one at all for that character i don't know why it's there to be honest but uh i i did want to you know let's talk a little bit more about the um the director slash sure story yeah so uh mariana polka um makes uh, a few indie films an actress and like 30 mm-hmm. some movies and short stories and whatever um now I, I was reading online and this this kind of upset you too um that this is supposed to be a feminist drama yes. a feminist horror movie so we couldn't figure out why because the message is so muddled at the end mm-hmm. uh, i know why because she makes movies based on a lot of those feminist themes that's sure. exactly what she does. Um, she made a movie called uh, Ned's, which is about a soft-spoken uh, guy in, I think, the UK. But uh, there's gangs, gang warfare going on, and mm-hmm. he eventually gets uh, uh, taken over by the idea and becomes a violent person. So the, the story is essentially revolving around that violence is an infection that all men contract at some point, regardless of their intentions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she made a second movie called Egg, which came out after uh, Beach. Uh, and Egg is about a woman who doesn't want to have kids, gets pregnant and decides that, you know, she's going to just try and go on with her life uh, with the kid to try and please her husband who, who wants the kid. And then she decides not to keep it. So then he breaks up with her, essentially. Yeah. Like, it's this very... So she's an egg. The only the only reason she exists in this this environment is to produce a child. Yeah, right. She's just a womb. Yeah. So these are the types of topics she makes movies on, mm-hmm. right? So that's the intent. Did she reach the intent of her message? No. That a woman stuck in a, a family because that's what she's expected to do. Um, like in the horror of that, when you're trying to to be your own person, I don't think she did. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, so like the, here's the thing is, uh, you talked about this too, um, in the yeah. movie and you nailed it early on, uh, that, so as a movie, the idea is it's also, uh, there's some intersectionality here in the, the theme of the movie in that it is very strongly feminist, but it's also in a lot of ways, like kind of anti-corporate, anti-capitalist, like, oh, yeah. um, anti, like um consumerist mostly more more anti-consumerist i would say because her husband is high-powered executive tech bro guy and the idea is that his redemption by the end of the movie is that like that was making him the monster he was disconnected from everybody because he was so into the the company but like that's the theme like i know you're yeah. shaking your head and like and, and i, I don't think that's you, it doesn't true land. but that that but is that's, yeah that's, that's the, the intent yeah that, that was the intent but the yeah. thing is is that he they portray him as like he even has a big moment where he has like a big speech to her parents about a custody over her mm-hmm. and during that thing he's like oh yeah like she always had to like help me remember people's names at parties and different things like that and it's like yeah like he was an asshole even at work and they don't display his work as demanding him to be in there or that there's any 
like to to nail this home they have to show that he has extreme pressures on him to stay at work and like extreme societal and work pressures that are making him do this kind of thing and there's not there's not like they never show any of that they don't get into any of that it shows that it's basically all just him doing it and his own boss and everything is they're not into that like that's not it doesn't have enough of that to show that that's at all what it is and like they even have one of the jokes is even that he's always late for every meeting and makes everybody wait right like they keep on calling him and they're like uh everyone's still waiting for you in the conference room like they even call him at home and they're like um like three days later they're like that was one of the times that i actually kind of laughed was they're like hey uh um everybody's waiting in the conference room if you're ready and it's so i mean i guess that that's kind of a pressure but it doesn't it feels more like a joke than an actual pressure and the amount of intense emotional abuse that he heaps on her sucks and what you said early on that really stuck throughout the film you caught it early and i was hoping they would fix it and they totally don't and that is her lack of agency and um like visibility in her own story her own the movie's about her it's supposed to be her movie she's almost never in it and not just physically but also like agency wise like she's an invisible character even though she's there yes and people the characters the other characters in the film all talk about her like she's not yes or they talk around her or they demand things without ever like she's so ethereal as a as a person mm-hmm. and that's it's so unsettling <laughs> it's awful yeah by the end of the movie i mean we're talking about a movie where like we said already or i mean yeah. It's so, such extreme emotional abuse that she turns herself into a dog to escape life. Yeah. And the parents eventually, after some extreme situations, go to lengths to take it away, her away from her husband, like get custody of her. And the end of the movie is them bringing her to his house for like a visit or something so he yeah. can take care of her because they which so the the parents um took custody to give yes jill to her sister yeah. and her sister's husband to to take care of but they they decided on like a once every two weeks visit or something like that but i, I don't even know if they should have done that That's, well, no. like everybody in this movie is so nice to this guy who's just so in his own he doesn't care about anyone but himself at all in his own life yeah he's an irredeemable loser yes and the the thing about that is is at the end like even though it's trying to supposedly have this feminist message and it's about uh, and like and it's kind of showing that like the idea of this patriarchy and earning the money and the consumerist part of it uh is ruining him also and turning him into this abusive monster but the the problem is is that she's just an object even in the movie for this lesson even yep. though it's ostensibly about even, her because even to the family to the kids yeah. to her sister and exactly her parents even no, one, no one nobody asks her if she wants to go and see her husband again they just Nothing. give yeah. her to her like to him like she's an object and you might be like well i mean she's acting like a dog how are they supposed to act ask her 
Well, I mean, take her to the house and let her see him. And then if she goes to him or something and wants to be there, then let her stay. But she doesn't. Like, she growls at him. She hates him. And the movie then shows her just suddenly like him again and then she just like because she just she just has this like violent outburst of just letting it all out and then suddenly at the end they're like she smiles to him and is acting human like again yeah i'm like is she did she is she a human like in her head again did she get rid of it like what happens i don't understand I, I think That's that it why... shows that because it shows her sleeping in bed normally. So I think yeah. that, that was like the gist of that. And like also that she's after she jumps on him and scream, like she's barking the whole movie and she barks at him at first and then it turns to screams. Yeah. And then she stands up, which she hasn't stood up because she's been a dog. Mm-hmm. And that was like kind of the big moment. And then, you know, it shows her waking up next to him as like in bed, like but, a person. Would like sleep. the problem is what are the implications? Like what happened? But she stays. I don't him. know. I know it's you can't. Up. That that shouldn't. Well, and I she shouldn't. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to stay with this man because it is. So the way that it works too is that she ends up in the basement as a dog, covered in feces, naked, and then they try and get her psychiatric help because of. Of course you would like her sister comes by and is worried mm-hmm. about her she because he calls her sister to be like oh can you find her and then he goes why is she doing this to me and because it's uh, all about him to, yeah yeah and like does this for basically half the movie or more and she's like well we need to get a psychiatrist and they get a psychiatrist and then he goes nah i could just google this we don't need her here i don't want any of this i don't want to lose face by having her go to a psychiatric facility it'll make me look bad because he doesn't want his image to go yeah like yeah and he won't let her get psychiatric help he refuses to get her a psychologist or get her into any kind of hospital or anything the police come by eventually because they call the police to deal with it because i mean this is some extreme abuse and because he feeds her dog food at this point to get revenge on her and because he thinks that she's doing it to him he thinks that she she's aware of what she is doing and is doing it just to get back at him yeah because he was that's the only way he could possibly think something like it has to be about him has to be about him yeah yeah and he he's doing all of this to her and they call the police and when they call the police he fucking just leaves he just walks out of the house and just leaves the kids and the police and the wife and everything and just doesn't do anything and it's and this is the person that we're supposed to have a redemptive arc for and that she's supposed to end up with again at the end of this movie and there's no redemptive arc like there's nothing he doesn't do anything he quit he gets fired from his jobs like he faces consequences because he gets fired from his job because he can't make meetings because his wife's all like this and then he loses the custody of her to the parents and that's supposed to be and then like and then of course he has to like move out of his nice big fancy house because he's no longer high-powered tech bro but like that's not consequences on a level of that's not consequences that are related to jill that's no. the problem. Even even the consequences have nothing to do with 
with Jill's situation. Yeah. It's all yeah, about yeah. him. That's the that's the issue I have. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like there should be some other consequences there that are relating to his relationship and his wife. And that yeah. she needs some sort of fucking presence. Yes. And she still doesn't. And any redemptive steps yeah. that he takes, like anything that need would need to be redemptive, would have to be centered on him repairing her and focusing on her. And that doesn't happen? Yeah, it doesn't. The The only time at the very end of the movie, I was like, okay, this is the closest that it's ever come to doing something where it would be somewhat redemptive of him at all. And I mean, I, I don't think that there's anything you can do that would redeem the abuse that he gave her. Like, oh, no. There's, no. he, as I said, uh, the, the problem with this for me is that he can do things to repair himself, but he can't do enough to repair that relationship. Like, she should never be in a relationship with him ever again. Right? Like, that's the yeah, thing. Is that no. it, he, he can do things to make himself a better person and to repair his own humanity, but the idea that she would go back to him is abhorrent to me. And it, it ends up in that place. But, like, the one thing that he finally does... But it only happens once he's already gotten the... Like, he's had, he has the kids the whole time, too, which is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but she... He gets her for the weekend or whatever as a dog, and he takes her to the dog park, and to connect with her, he acts like a dog. And he goes down on all fours and, like, plays fetch and rolls around in the grass and does all these things, which that's, like, the one time where I'm like... That's what it needed an hour ago. And it also needed mm-hmm. it where he was way less abusive, right? Where he was, he had some thoughts about abusive kind of things, but also at the same time was trying to find a solution. Do you know what? Like, it needed there to be a hint of humanity in him earlier, and it just doesn't. Because it, it feels undeserved is the yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because his abuse is so extreme, like feeding her dog food, yeah. not letting her have psychiatric help. Buying like her dog like toys that. instead of doing yeah, anything her, to help her. Yeah, buying her dog toys as punishment for as punishment. her becoming... A, like, that's the thing. is he's yeah. As she's doing this, as but, she's having this breakdown, he thinks that it's about him and he punishes her further for doing it, which is so extremely abusive that it's like it's breathtaking it sucks it's so it's an incredibly hard film to watch because of how abusive it is and i'm i watch a lot of movies like i said that are really really hard to watch but the i think that my problem here is that it doesn't get absurdist enough it all feels very grounded do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel doesn't feel fantastical at all. And but the parts that are weird is it doesn't feel fantastical, except that he doesn't face any consequences either. So it feels super weird that way, where it's like the parents, despite all this extreme abuse, when they go into the custody battle after like an hour and a half of this incredible torture of this poor woman. They finally go to take their daughter back and they're like, listen, we love you very much as a son-in-law. We we want you to get help. Like, we're here to help you ultimately. And it's like... Because it's still I'm about sorry, him. Why? Yeah. Why? What? What? Why? Why are they there to help him? He doesn't need any help. He doesn't deserve any help right now. Like, 
I mean, he needs therapy, but he doesn't deserve. He he needs a, he needs help from a, a mental health professional, but he doesn't deserve love and help from the he, family he of the woman yeah, he abused. He did nothing to deserve the kindness of the people around him. Mm-hmm. That's what's upsetting. Well, and I guess that the thing is that it, I'm fine with undeserved kindness, except that it comes at the cost of their daughter. Yeah. Because it takes so long, it, it like extremely long for them to get to a point where like 20 minutes into the film, you and I were going like, so when are they taking this woman away from this guy <laughs> and the kids? Because the kids are also suffering extreme abuse throughout this also because... Because he doesn't know anything about them. He doesn't know about his own children. No. And he doesn't know how to buy them food. Like, they they have a, they have scenes where <laughs> the kids are yelling about, like, um, Dad, like, we're starving. The kids are trying... Like, the one son, they talk about how he's trying to... He's had a to- knife on a can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a can of dog food because he's so hungry because the dad doesn't know to buy them groceries that he's trying to eat dog food. This child, this, like, eight-year-old. And they let him have the kids! They let him keep the kids and stuff. Like, this is the thing where it's just... It either needed to go far more fantastical and do things to an extreme that would be absolutely absurd and fully removed from reality so that it's basically all allegorical, or it needed to have more realistic consequences and actions from him and everyone around him. Because mm-hmm. why on earth would the parents, like the the grandparents of these kids, let them stay with this dad? Why would the cops let that happen? Like, why why would the justice system and, like, the lawyers and stuff that they get involved to take custody of the mom? Like, nobody has during the moments of this go, like, anybody goes, hey, um, maybe we should look at the kids, too, if he's done this to his wife. Yeah. There's... And no one does any of that? And it's yeah. just... There's some... Like, it just fails on every level there's some missed opportunities in the writing where they should have kept going yeah it's such a great Um, premise the start of it and the premise of it has a really interesting idea of where it can go i'm sorry i'm dominating the conversation yeah yeah, yeah. uh, there's there's like this inkling at the beginning where it's like okay yeah i can see like i'm watching you can see this going in a place where it's like okay it shows that this corporate culture and this toxicity that he has to just like get and consume everything and to be the number one person in his firm and have everything and stuff has made him this monster and that he needs to redeem himself and like there's there's an idea there that's interesting and that also like she escapes the corporate life by they, they say this explicitly when um the brother-in-law comes by right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he's like this free loving hippie guy and he you goes just gotta like be free man you know like, like yeah she chose like the better life being a dog like dogs are kind of free you just gotta yeah. give up your stuff man but it kind of comes out of the blue because they it, didn't it doesn't feel earned in no. there either like the idea is like well because she broke out of the life the cage that you set for her mm-hmm. she's living the better life now because she doesn't have to deal with the bullshit that you made her deal with yes that's the that's the intent again yes but the way it's 
the way it's done doesn't see yes. that. That's the problem. It's frustrating. This movie has a lot of great I don't think intention. I hate it. I'm just frustrated. Yes, this movie has yeah. a lot of great intentions, and the yeah. cinematography and the acting are great. Like, yeah, great. I love all the actors are fantastic, and like I love the performance. Yes, it's great. I've he's... never wanted to punch Dipper Pine so much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, like this is the this man is the biggest villain I have ever seen put to screen, basically. Uh, and I wanted him to like have his eyes yeah, out. Now it's Jason in... uh, Jason Ritter, the voice of Dipper Pines from Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. um, and uh, also the husband. He's great. Of... Mariana Polka, actually. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's actually her real life um, husband. So they're doing husband and wife in the movie. And I was almost like, is she trying to tell him something? Yeah, you are you like, is this a message? Like, <laughs> like, like is this a threat? Yeah, um, Jamie King is great. That's Beth, the uh, yep. sister. Mm-hmm. And she's fantastic. Uh Eric Edelstein is the boss. And yep. I I actually thought the boss was very funny at times. Yes. But yeah. he's also just like, are you are you gonna do your job? Or, you <laughs> the, know, all of the I... corporate stuff is hilarious because it's but... so it's so like monotone. Yes, and dead, and, and that's very and funny it... in a very like oh way. And that's right? where it gets absurd, also, yeah. right? Like that's where they actually do have a little bit of that absurdism, like the yeah. the whole thing of. When he gets the call and they're like, uh, we're waiting for you in the conference still. Yeah. And then like, and then they... Because everything like, about his job is just flatline. Yeah. Even even his job where he, his whole life is his job. He even yeah. says like, if I don't have this job, what is my life? That's a quote in the movie. Like, the problem his, is his, they whole, only have his him job isn't even interesting. Yeah, the thing is they only have him say that. They don't actually, yeah. they don't show his job ever being like... Impressing on like no. pressing on his time, it's in the background. It's a very very background thing. Um, like he doesn't. There's probably ten minutes or less in this two hour film of his job. It's because he doesn't even apply himself at his job. He he just exactly. he drifts through life wanting to be on top. Yes, he doesn't care about anyone or anything. That's the point. Sure. But and yeah, and his jo- but his job also like they don't even. His job doesn't even want, like, put that much pressure on him because if they were putting a lot of pressure on him, him missing a meeting, the same meeting for yeah. four days, which was actually really good absurdist comedy, that's what yeah. he needed more of. Um, it there would have been a consequence, right? Like you, you would have had something, but they don't. They don't. They don't show consequences for him until all of a sudden his boss is firing him. But it doesn't feel like it's weird because. They do the, like, he's missed a, the same meeting for, like, 48 well, hours it, or It's more. sort of implied that he's above consequence because he sure. he has the same income as the 180 employees they just laid off. Yes. Right? Yeah. So so the, the intent is, well, I don't have consequences. I don't need to care. I don't give a shit about anyone or anything. Not even but then that undermines entirely the idea that his yeah. job is what was making him this way, and that was and their whole point. I think it's just because he's a shitty that. person. His job yeah. wasn't doing it, but he was using that as an excuse for his shittiness. Sure, but the yeah. problem is the movie doesn't view it that way. Because the movie goes into the whole idea of it being this consumerist thing, and then also that yeah. he's got this big redemptive art. And it, if it's just that he's this irredeemable piece of shit... 
then what they needed to do was just go all the way and basically make this like a revenge horror thing where she rips his fucking throat I, out at the end of the movie. At the end, when he hit his head on the the counter in the bathroom, yes, I thought that's what it was gonna do. Yeah, I thought yeah. he was gonna hit his head and die, and then that would and be the I end of the been movie. Much more okay with that. Yeah, but it didn't. He was fine. No. There wasn't even blood. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was confused. Um, anyway. Yeah. The, the the message of the movie is muddled. To say the least. But there's yeah. some interesting things. Um, yeah. I, I would say, um, one other thing I, I actually thought was interesting in this movie is I think the cinematography is really good. Yes. Um, there's a lot of just really wide-angled, slow-panning shots of just very tense situations and rooms. Mm-hmm. And... Every time when they're they're zoomed in on Jill, yeah, where she thinks she's a dog, it's just like the hills have eyes, just unsettling. It like, does a good job ugh. of being very disturbing and yeah. gross and dark and weird. And, in and those the moments. sound too. I have to point mm. out the sound. Yeah, and every single scene in this movie that isn't the office, basically. Yeah, or when he's taking his kids to school taking his kids to school more his his kids telling him where they go to school and him yeah. panicking and because he doesn't even know where they go to school yeah. giving them a hundred dollars for lunch and then because he didn't even know how much food costs demanding demanding his like demanding uh, his kindergarten, kindergarten teacher kid to like he's like we'll just go and get food from the lunchroom and it's like Fuck it's kindergarten about? what are you even but like outside of that every single scene has either jill barking in the background or like this tapping scratching scratching noises there's just this underlying like hey by the way jill Mm. is still there in case you forgot she's still there there that shit is still happening yes then that's just underlying the whole film and that that sound design the idea to do that is so good mm-hmm. yeah i, I, I like some that. of the metaphors again like the beginning of this movie had me in a lot of ways because the idea to like with what you're saying that like it's just under the surface they do that yeah. both metaphorically and literally yeah right where she's in because she's basement. in the basement yeah and it's just kind of like this creeping dread it's almost like a telltale heart thing right of like it's always this thumping in the basement of like the guilt of what you've done to your wife is there yeah. the whole time. They just don't pay it off and they needed to pay it off. Um, same with like, I, I really like, I want to go back to the chandelier, mm-hmm. um, which is that they do a great job of underscoring how belittled and ignored she is in that. So she goes to hang herself at the beginning of the movie in a very intense scene. Mm-hmm. And, the she gets saved by the fact that the like i mean not chandelier light fixture the light light fixture fixture falls off the ceiling it falls off it gets ripped out and it falls to the ground and it is on the floor and nobody notices it for like an hour of this movie and it's just in the background her husband comes home she still has uh the belt around Mm -hmm. her neck and he's just like is that my belt takes it off and then just goes to bed doesn't even acknowledge um and and in the morning the kids are all getting breakfast and telling her we got to go to school you got to take us you got to do this got to do that and they're all walking by it and walking by the kitchen and she's looking Mm -hmm. at it 
and nobody's acknowledging it. But like, that's a good metaphor in a yeah. way. Like, because I, I, that's the kind of thing that in a better film that would be almost not literal, right? It would yeah. just be kind of there as like the allegory of like, hey, this is how ignored she is. This is why she's in this situation is that nobody around her actually cares enough to have noticed this. And it, it's a really good little thing that reminds you because it's just constantly in the background. Like they'll be talking and having a scene of like, oh God, like should we get her psychiatric help and stuff? And like, what do we, well, she's doing this to me. And in the background, you just see the chandelier laying on the ground. And yeah. it's like, okay, that's like, it's a really good visual cue. Like the cinematography and some of the ideas of that are wonderful for what they're trying to do. It just, the script is, it just doesn't get the place that it needs to go i get the feeling that um mariana just didn't know how to end it that was the feeling i was getting i feel like the problem is is that she had i like the idea of the intersectionality of Mm -hmm. uh, because i think that this is true in real life the idea that the patriarchy and the consumerism and stuff that goes along with it in our society is damaging and not just to women but also mm-hmm. to men because like it shows him become a better person and become a more happy person. And a, like, do you know what I mean? Like he loses all of this pressure and societal pressure on him. And he does decide to have a stripped down life and you can tell that he's happier. He loves his kids. He likes his wife. Mm-hmm. It's not earned, but it's there. And I like that idea and that intersectionality there. The problem is that she just doesn't have the deafness to weave both of those together like it ends up where the first half of the movie is all just him abusing her in this kind of feminist allegory and then it immediately like tries to shift into this thing about consumerism and stuff but it doesn't go there and then there's no time to for his actual redemptive arc and then so like it just misses on those levels like it just doesn't have enough time and enough deafness to weave both of those together in the right way yeah i think um that's what all i wanted to say on the film itself yeah to be honest uh normally we would rate the dog this is this is a very inappropriate situation for that i i do yes. want to say um would you would you recommend this film to anyone no no absolutely not um that being said i would recommend this film as like not this film but this filmmaker i would like to see what Mariana's Polka could do as like maybe not a writer but as a director because mm. I liked the cinematography and I liked the acting that she got out of the actors well, she did direct like this one so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why no, I'm, I like, I'm I'm interested. That, yeah I'm saying that I would like to see more films from her and I especially maybe one that she doesn't write but that she does direct or that she's like a co-writer on because I think that the writing is where this movie falls apart because I think the script mm-hmm. and the plot just don't meshed but the actual cinematography and the allegories and stuff in it and the acting that she gets from them as a director are really really good that side of thing is nice yeah i was gonna say i wouldn't recommend this for viewing necessarily but i think it's an interesting film study Um, yeah as a film student i i could see watching this movie and learning from it yeah um that, I more mean as I a think piece of entertainment, shines, like to consume. It's not entertainment. It's not a thing you consume. No, no. like, <laughs> but I, I, yeah. yeah, but it's but like even that, as yeah. even for people that den- generally tend to like tougher films and don't mind that, 
it, it doesn't end in a way that will satisfy you or engage you in any real level. Yeah. So, all right. I, I think that's where we'll end this episode. It's extremely serious. Now we get to talk about, like, film theory. <laughs> right. Now you can see that hopefully maybe we can, yeah, have a fun one next time. But this is the this is the I... interesting side of just doing film reviews is that sometimes you get a movie that you have to talk about in a different way. I, I don't think – this isn't what we came in expecting at all. No. The movie's called Bitch. Yes. Like, and and it has a poster with a woman that has, or it's a dog that has yeah. the eyes cut out of a magazine of a woman and a mouth. Yeah, and like the lips and stuff. Yeah, so and it's like and it's like, well, person. what does that even mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, like and and the description online is very deceptive. Mm-hmm. As a, like a dark comedy. Is. Yeah. So and I'm like, also... we, we kind of went in with different expectations, and we came out with, oh, yeah. See. Um, yeah, I like also I had seen a trailer for it and um it it looked like it went further uh and yeah. we talked about that too about halfway through the film you were like cuz we discussed whether or not we actually wanted to do this for the podcast cuz obviously this is kind of a right hand turn for what we normally yeah. do. Um and we were talking about do we even want to keep going with this one cuz can we do a podcast episode on it? Uh what do we want our podcast to be about? And we wanted to stick with it because there was 50 minutes left. And we we're like, oh, it's got to go some fucking wild places to make this movie work. And then it doesn't. It just doesn't. That's the it problem. It just doesn't. It tries yeah. to stay serious. And that that was the problem. Like I said, if it just went, like, truly absurd, then it would have been interesting. Maybe not good, but it would have been interesting. And it ends like, up in the It hits so hard in that first 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of peters out. Then it just doesn't know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was saying, like, her actual chops for the lighting in the movie, for mm-hmm. the cinematography, like, the, I, I did like all of the lighting and everything that they have and the way that the scenes are composed. And, again, like, the acting, even from the kids, is really good. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But there's... Oh. Yeah, I, I did want to point out this has a really low rating on Rotten Tomatoes for the mm-hmm. audience, yes. uh, and it was like sixty-seven or so for critics, which makes which it I don't a little, get. I guess, but I, I know why the audience is bad. By the way, um, I, I did look up some reviews just because I was curious. Uh, one out of five review from a year ago. Uh, why was the name "bitch" when there are young kids in it? <laughs> Which, after everything we talked about, the only I do want to say is uh, audiences are. Whew. See, like one, I actually just I was thinking about like one of the other scenes that I I laughed out loud at, where I was like, yeah. okay, and it, this movie really showed promise in the early part of it was when she first leaves the family. They think that she ran away. They don't mm-hmm. know that she's in the basement as a dog yet, and we don't know either as the audience. But uh, there was a really funny moment of him dropping all of his kids off at school, and he like gives the the older kids a hundred dollars. He's like, "Is this enough for lunch?" And gives them a hundred bucks, and they're yeah. like, "Yeah, sure." And like look at each other, and then he drops off the other daughter, and like this is the moment where it actually does that roller coaster mm-hmm. back and forth of like, "Ooh, this is a really awful situation," but also there's a really funny comedy in it, which is um, that he grabs the the daughter and he's like well like 
just get her a lunch. And they're like, well, no, like, that's not what we do here. He's like, well, no, like, you just have to. And then he just drops her off and he runs back to the car and he has like a little breakdown where he's like, oh, this fucking bitch, God damn it. And he's screaming and swearing and all this. <laughs> and then it zooms out a little bit. And his last son is in the back. And he's like, he forgot to take him in. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you're, you're here. Huh? Hi. Hey, buddy. How you doing? And it's like, uh, are you going to drop me off? And he's like, yeah, bud. Uh, where's your school? He's like, this one. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. there's like a really good, like, uncomfortable one of, one of the, moment there. One of the good, well-written yeah like it has a lot of potential like the beginning Uh, of it has a lot of potential because if it kept that energy that ability to go back and forth throughout the movie in a more deft manner it would be a much more interesting film but it just kind of does the other review i was looking at that was one out of five was like oh my god there's so much cussing what which (laughs) there's not but also they're just missing the whole point i think i think the reviews from the audience review are people that watched it i think it's just people that saw the word bitch yeah yeah and i think that's why it tanked down (laughs) which is kind of hilarious to me but this is an r-rated film and honestly again uh i as far as like a hard to watch movie um it is low on that scale for me at least i have i've seen stuff that is so much more intense than this uh it's this movie is hard to watch in that it doesn't pay any of it off in a way that's satisfying but well um that's the end of this episode thanks for listening everybody uh we'll get back to episode 69 after this we are gonna speaking of roller coasters (laughs) i know we're gonna be doing for episode 69 yeah jesus dude i don't Yeah, we fucked up. Dude, this is an episode. No, we're here, so I I hope that people appreciated this though. Like we are also a movie review podcast. So sometimes we get interesting movies and we like to talk about them. And I I wanted to talk about this one. I I think that it would really serve people that like movies that are um like I don't know, something like uh I always kind of fall back on things like uh like a neon demon or Oh god, just, but just like really hard to watch kind of allegorical movies like a white god and and like things like that. Um like there's a reason we are not watching white dog from this movie. Podcast. Yeah, white dog. Sorry, I, I don't yeah. yeah. And like or like white you know, you know white dog and white god which are both different. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a reason we aren't watching that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, that well that movie's also good. Yeah. That movie That's is the so other cool. problem. Like, yes. Yeah. That movie is actually an incredibly powerful uh allegory on racism and stuff. And, yeah, um, yeah, it's and what it does to people, and it's it's supposed to be very good. I haven't seen White Dog, um, but yeah, like things like that, and uh, yeah, I mean, we don't normally intend to watch those movies, but we happen to walk into this one as <laughs> walk ass backwards into it, yeah. and I think that on like the scale of how hard those movies to watch, this one's actually kind of low. So I don't think that you need to worry that much about it if you are deciding to watch this um but like do be aware of those content warnings that we gave in the beginning because it definitely goes to some places and i would i would want to look at more of her movies i actually think that she is an interesting filmmaker i just think that this movie isn't worth watching if Mm -hmm. that makes sense because i think that there's a lot of redeeming qualities to the work that she put in here and i don't want to just dump on her because i think that she's trying something that's very difficult it's she just doesn't manage it. And I mean, being the star, the director, 
and the writer has probably got to be extremely demanding. So I appreciate what she did. I just don't think that the movie pans out. Well, that was this, uh, blah, 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 blah. I can't talk. That was this episode. We're not keeping and it. Join, yeah, join <laughs> us for, uh, oh boy, join us for episode yep. 69, which is going to be a very different feel than this one. I'm not going to yeah. spoil what movie it is, but we have something special planned. So I hope that you'll all enjoy episode 69 and uh, have some fun. Yep. See you next time. See ya.